Hi, welcome to the Moonshine Moonshot podcast where we're trying to move humanity forward and we're talking all about impact. Today uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the mistakes people make uh, on camera and behind the camera. So I'm Sue Collins, your host, and this is Mike Hill. Yep, so we're from Moonshine Agency, we're video producers, we, we use video to help change the world, make an impact, that's why we're doing this podcast, Moonshot, to help you reach those impossible goals using uh, film and video. Yeah, but video. There are some real common mistakes that we see in our line of work and that's what we're going to talk about today. So, you know, you don't need to make those mistakes and, um, you know, this is coming from years of our, you know, experience. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, we'll be coming from two points of view. One as the person in front of the camera and one as the person behind the camera. And we've made many of these mistakes ourselves. So it is coming from experience, not just from uh, judgy, judgy land. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is meant to be a helpful video, guys. It's not meant to, you know, make anyone feel uncomfortable. Uh, I would say one of the biggest mistakes that we see is people feeling too self-conscious on camera. And there's lots of reasons that you have have that response. I mean, even right now we're surrounded by uh, lights, three cameras here doing this podcast. The key thing is to forget about it. But how do we do that? Well, I think I think you've really hit on something there because I think one of the biggest barriers people have to creating video content for their company or whatever it is they're doing is that they just don't want to be on camera. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've fallen into that mistake myself um and i think a big part of that is is overthinking the fact that you're on camera it's you've got to step back from it and think what is the message you're trying to tell people why is that important and why is video the right way for you to be telling that message you're the expert in what you do so you need to be talking from that place of understanding what your topic is why you're communicating it and focusing on that not worrying so much about whether you say um too many times or whether you, you know, because there's all kinds of editing tricks that will go into as well that can really help overcome those. So you don't have to be perfect on the first take. Right there, video hack number one. If you're creating videos, guys, make sure you shoot more than one camera. Why? Because it's awesome for editing. It means you can cut out those little things that aren't working so well. Um, Not the case in this podcast. We're warts and all here. We're just like letting it ride. Um, But if you see examples of, you know, our polished, finished outputs for our clients, you use all of those tricks. They're so important to use those editing tricks to get around. So you need two cameras to achieve that. Now, I want to go back to what you were saying about that feeling of discomfort getting in front of camera. And I think we need to take it right back um, to that moment when you're told you need to be on camera and how some of us, us included, winding the clock back, respond to that. Because often people will run to their notebook or computer and start writing a script. And there's a couple of things that you need to watch out for when you're writing a script. Yeah, big things you've got to watch out for. And um, I think from my perspective, one of those and if we're talking about making video for online content as well I should say we're not talking about Hollywood movies but when we're talking about writing a script for a video the biggest issue can be that you don't write the way you speak so you can write this beautifully crafted dialogue absolutely amazing you know articulate and and really nuanced but when you go to say that on camera it sounds so wooden and inauthentic because it's just not the way you speak and when you're connecting with someone it's like when when you're reading a blog 
the majority of really effective blogs are written in a much more relaxed, familiar style of writing, you know, like even look at the trends, you know, really short paragraphs, one sentence paragraphs. It's the same when you're speaking on camera. People need to be able to um, relate and connect to what you're saying. So if you're speaking in very proper language, <laughs> for want of a better word, uh, which is the way you might write, it's not going to feel natural. Oh, it's so hard to perform as well, that type of complicated language. And you're right, writing like you speak is, a, it's, I reckon it's a writing skill. Mm. It's not that easy. And I think the best hack, the best workaround, if you're developing a script like that, is to say it first, then write it down. So you're going through the process of actually having it come out of your mouth. Or better yet, speak into your phone on one of the, you know, dictaphone apps or just on voice record and and get it transcribed you know like there's heaps of transcription services we use one called rev.com which is extremely inexpensive and um, it means that you are actually starting from the way you speak and you're communicating the way you speak and then you can tweak it and finesse it yeah absolutely i think that's a really key point Uh, so when it comes so if you're going to have a script you don't need to have a script Uh, As I go through my career, I am less in favour of having a script, both in front of a camera and behind it, because I just feel like, particularly if you've got a good director or facilitator, you know, might be someone in your marketing team, might be someone in your communications team, uh, might be, you know, your business partner or your EA, but if you've got someone facilitating um, the conversation that's happening on camera so that you feel comfortable, they're pitching you the right types of questions or you're bouncing off each other uh, to get that good, natural, authentic performance. That works so much better when you get to the edit, in my opinion. Yeah, so I think I think if you've got someone who can throw questions at you from behind the camera to prompt you, I think the key is actually not writing a script as such, but writing the key points, writing the key questions that you need to be asked to prompt you to deliver that information. So I would always err on, um, I wouldn't say under-preparing, but I would just say not over-preparing. So don't try and memorise lines, don't try and um, script yourself to the point where it feels unnatural. I mean, there's nothing wrong with using a teleprompter. That is a, it's definitely a solution for a lot of people who, who just really need that kind of... Um, that it just helps them to get what they need to say succinctly across. But again, if you're going to use a teleprompter, make sure you've read the script out loud at least a dozen times before you roll the camera. So give yourself the night before to just read it and make it feel natural, tweak the script, make it feel comfortable for you before you put it on the teleprompter. Uh, Too right. Like, I totally agree with all of that. And I think that sometimes you really do need a script. You have to be on message. You have to be succinct because it's a platform that you're working with. So it has to be tight messaging and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now let's talk about when you're dealing with a script. Some people write a script and memorize it and then try and remember it on camera. Almost never works, almost never works because it's an acting skill. This is what actors do. They're brilliant craftspeople. Uh, but it doesn't come naturally to people who are not actors. Remembering lines and being able to deliver them in a natural way, it's and a gift. Just think about yourself trying to remember something. Where do your eyes go? You, you instantly, your, you, your eyes roll 
and it's a natural thing. Everybody uh, does it. I'm trying to remember. What was the <laughs> next thing? Say, and yeah. so your eye line looks yeah. weird on camera because mm. you're trying to recall. It's yeah. memory recall. And as soon as you go to that, so if you're not a professional actor who's got all the tricks of the trade and years yeah. of you know experience in how to do that, it's going to feel clunky and weird and you're going to be stressed and then you're not going to enjoy yourself. Absolutely. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to be looking up, like you said, what are you looking at? Oh, now I'm looking at the light. Now I'm looking at the camera and <laughs> oh the crew. Oh my gosh, everyone's looking at me and I'm making a fool of myself. And yeah. the and then six the people standing around. Rushing in. That's yeah. another hack, guys. Get as few people in the room when you are uh, filming as possible. You know, you only want the bare essentials there. I mean, today Sue and I are doing this podcast. There are exactly two people in the room, Sue and I. That's it. Like, they're not always possible. You're often going to need a crew for good reason. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, particularly when you're filming on location, there's going to be a couple of people with you, but keep it to a minimum. You don't want a huge audience uh, there when you're trying to perform something on camera. And I think this is the tree, uh, a, a hack for the person behind the camera if you're the one who's actually organising the shoot and you've got talent or you know whoever's coming in to be in front of the camera don't freak them out before they even arrive with a whole bunch of rules about everything that's going to make them really stressed. You know, don't say no check shirts, you can't wear green, you have to have your hair like this, you, you know, yeah. don't wear glasses. You know, that, that's just instantly going to make someone feel very, very nervous and uncomfortable. Use really simple things, say bring a couple of options, bring a couple of different shirts you're comfortable in or bring two different tops or whatever it is and then just help them feel relaxed when they get there. Let them have a glass yeah. of water, let them have a chat. If anywhere you can just take the pressure out of the situation, I know it's not always ideal and time pressure can be, can be a big thing, but the more you can just help people relax, explain the process that they're gonna be going through and just help them feel comfortable is going to be a better experience yeah, for everyone. I, I, you know, like that's it, right? Just make it as natural as possible. Get into it. Do it in a workmanlike way. I used the word performance before. Totally the wrong word to use because this is about an authentic communication because communicating authentically is what cuts through and what we can all relate to, we can connect with. So it's not a performance. And as soon as we feel like, you know, there's this performance expectation, it's going to, you know, it's going to influence the way that you communicate. So, okay, so we've talked about scripting and the cautionary tale about memorising lines. Uh, you, we do have great tech now, like teleprompters, auto cues, they're sometimes called. So these are so accessible and affordable now. Uh, for those of you who don't know, what we're talking about. Uh, it's exactly what the news readers use when they read the nightly news. So you write a script, uh, you often put it on an iPad. Uh, this is how a lot of teleprompters work these days. You load it into an app on your iPad and uh, you set the scroll speed and you set it off and this you know teleprompter has reflective glass uh, that kind of goes up on a diagonal from the camera and it's right in front of the camera often and you are simply reading the script. I think there's a couple of little pointers and tips we can give about using a teleprompter. Um, I personally like them in the right context when you need to do a scripted on message piece. Yep. So what yep. would your tips be around teleprompter use? My tips would be always give the person who's reading the teleprompter's script opportunity to rehearse. Yes. Tweak it if they need to get it into their own words. Don't be so rigid that they can't relax 
because and, and make sure the speed's right. Just give them opportunity to rehearse so that that pressure's not on and that will make the read feel far more natural and far more authentic. There's a few other technical things, you know, that can't be too close to the camera because otherwise you'll be able to see that they're reading the teleprompter. So there's a few sort of camera tricks. I don't think we'll go into that here. That's probably something for other videos we can direct you to to help you yep. with those sorts of skills. But um, So rehearse, 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 rehearse <laughs> edit, rehearse. You know, because by the time yeah, by the time you get to action, then you will be so familiar with those words coming out yeah. that you're able to you know adjust a bit. You know, you're able to embellish. You're able to give it a bit of high and low. You know, you're able to breathe life into it. And you know, if you go a little bit off script, it's not a big deal because it's already top of mind. So I think that's really helpful when working with a teleprompter. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm just wondering, as we're talking about this, what what do you think's been the the biggest blooper you've ever seen on a set? Like, what's the biggest mistake you've ever kind of experienced or witnessed? Oh, like I think the setting, you know, can be part of it, you know, because you can the setting can throw up all types of, you know, unpredictable things. But I do remember we were filming an interview with Larry Flint at his office in LA one time. And I mean, it was a beautiful setting. It was his penthouse office in Hollywood, you know, and uh, there was a phone on the desk, you know, and mid interview, the phone goes off. And do you remember oh, this? Oh, yeah, this is pre-mobile phones being everywhere. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, a yeah, landline. It was, a it was an old yeah. antique phone. And he yeah. just picked up the phone and went, I'm in the middle of a damn TV interview. <laughs> you know, uh, and he was actually a really nice guy. But the thing is, distracting settings, you know, yeah. it, they're really easy to, you know, to get into. And yeah. you do, you want some background that makes sense that tells a bit of a story that resonates with the communication you're doing but you don't want something that's going to have a lot of distraction background noise people moving around uh that could be really tough to work in yeah particularly for people who aren't used to being on camera i mean just think to the nightly news when they're filming in a shopping center and you've got all the people running up behind giving them the you know craziness behind that i really admire news readers who can just keep on barreling the camera and just keep on <laughs> keep on track because it's going to be so distracting well you know i think that's a few good tips for you know I, what we're really focused on today is not a long laundry list of you know um mistakes that you can make while shooting although there are many others that we could go into but i think we're focused on a couple of the really big and important ones, which is how to create a natural environment that allows you to communicate in an authentic way. So, you know, what are some of the key take-home messages for you? Yeah, so I would say um, first thing, preparation. Don't be over-prepared, but certainly don't be under-prepared. So when we're talking about being prepared, we're talking about understanding the message you're trying to convey, thinking through the key points that you need to make, thinking through whether you're going to use a teleprompter or if you're going to ask someone to ask you questions. We've talked about... um, Wardrobe. A couple of changes of clothes. Yeah, a couple of different options for wardrobe. You know, I mean, there's nothing worse than, you know, going to a shoot and then spilling coffee down your front Uh, and then, like, what are you going to do? So just, you know, little things like that, being prepared for that. Having a little bit of 
powder yeah. if you're feeling shiny. You know, just really simple. You don't need makeup, but um, just a little Sometimes bit. Sometimes you'll get makeup on. Set. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, but, it but is if good it's not that. an option, then then a little bit of drop powder just to take that shine off, particularly for guys. Yep. Um, and uh, get right into it, like yeah. as much as you can. You just want to block out the lights and the cameras and the you know everything else that you can. Yeah, focus uh, on the why you're doing yeah. it, not not on yeah. the you know. The, the, what's going on around behind the scenes and, I, and I, for, politely i think politely you yeah. can ask people to leave the room if there are people who don't need to be there from a technical yeah. standpoint and if you're behind the camera just make your make your person in front of the camera feel really relaxed and comfortable within time constraints let them rehearse as much as they can don't pressurize it i mean the amount of times you know you put pressure on someone and suddenly that they just can't did the word did they just keep stumbling and then it doesn't speed anything up so you're gonna end up with 20 <laughs> takes whereas if you do all those other steps you've often got it in one two yeah, takes you it's know. much quicker absolutely so um, get your know, heart rate down breathe you know get, yeah. you know find your center do all of that stuff but most of all enjoy yourself guys yep. this is about communicating it's like talking um you know talking to someone you love talking to your best friend talking to a customer you love interacting with that's you know what you're doing and you know people talk about public speaking as being their number one fear they're more afraid of speaking in public than they are of dying so <laughs> they'd rather be dead than talking in public being in front of a video camera is way less Less scary in my opinion than public speaking so it shouldn't be a number one fear yeah and I mean if you are about making an impact it can be hard not to be the face of your communications and your messaging yeah you know I think it's becoming more of an expectation these days um, that uh, you know people do front up to the camera so that we can get a sense of who they are so I think it's becoming more and more common and you know what with everything that we've just said if all you've got is an iPhone or a web camera, don't not do it. Just use the best of what you have available to you and do the best that you can. And what you put out is still going to be better than not doing it all. Yeah, a lot of the same tips apply, you know, no yeah. matter how big or small uh, the profile of the kit is. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, thank you everyone for joining us on this. We'd love to know what you thought. We'd love to know if you have questions because we can actually answer those questions in future podcasts or videos. So please leave comments and, um, you know, let us know um, what, you, what you want to know more about. Yeah, absolutely. And if there are any other traps that you worry about or... Uh, well, tell us yeah. your funny experiences because I, I love hearing people's stories. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Till next time.